presented by Dreamtime Comics. And here are your hosts, Vivian and Milton. Wow, it feels like yesterday was week 10 and now we're kicking off week 11. The hustle, the hustle just never ends. And always something in this novella we call the NFL, right? Now I hear David Johnson, the one-hit wonder from a while ago, might come back. And we finally got some clarity on Eno Benjamin drama as well. So, I don't know. Let's get the show started. All right. So, more on releasing running back Eno Benjamin. I know we talked about this on Tuesday. It was a very, very strange and very surprising news. So, now the Cardinals coach Cliff Kingsbury said the team will do what is needed for the organization. He said he wouldn't go into details, but added that it's just one of those cases. But today, the director of Hard Knocks, as we know, the Cardinals are the featured team in this mid-season Hard Knocks, um, says that we'll see a shocking moment, which led to, you know, Benjamin's release from the Cardinals. So I don't know if that's just a PR push or we'll actually see something happen. So I guess we have to wait and see. But Eno Benjamin was claimed off waivers by the Houston Texans. Um, it looked like the Chiefs, the Saints, and the Seahawks also put in a claim on him. Uh, not the Broncos, surprisingly, but they did put a claim on defensive back Justin Lane, who went to the Bears, who had higher priority. Um, for the NFL, the waivers basically reset every week to reflect the current standings in reverse order so that's how you know ended up on the Texans hmm. um Saints have reportedly signed running back David Johnson to their practice oh squad you know the one yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah 2016 league winner there <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then more on Josh McDaniels. We literally just talked about him on Tuesday. So the reports are saying that the reason the Raiders won't fire Josh McDaniels is financial. Um, oh. They said that don't, don't have the money to fire him. The team is quote unquote cash poor and can't afford to fire him and then pay another coach. Um, so he will continue to be a coach this year and next year. That's got to be, you know, just a... You just feel a load of confidence if you're Josh McDaniels. They're like, hey, we can't fire you because we can't afford to. But otherwise, uh, I think they're probably still paying off Gruden. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a disaster. Yep. Um, so on Tuesday's recording, we confirmed that Dallas Goddard is headed to the IR. It looks like for now, the Eagles will take a tight end by committee approach between Jack Stoll, Grant Calcaterra, and Noah. I don't know. The team has also activated tight end Tyree Jackson from the IR to the 53-man roster. I mean, at this point, I feel like if you have like 10 tight ends, you basically have no tight ends. Uh, <laughs> Scott was the Eagles' second leading receiver with 43 catches, 544 yards, and three touchdowns on the season. He was leading all NFL tight ends in yards after the catch, so... The, to put into perspective, I mean, the reserve tight ends, Stoll, Calcaterra, and Togat have a combined five catches on the season. So I don't feel comfortable running with any of those guys. And the names they have, Calcaterra, Togat, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, 
Patriots running back Ty Montgomery will miss the rest of the season after undergoing shoulder surgery, a league source confirmed yesterday. I honestly forgot this guy existed. I don't think he's played since week one. <laughs> yep. Um, and then an update on Khalil Herbert from Tuesday. So the Bears have officially placed him on the IR. So he is out for at least four games. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Browns tight end David Njoku not expected to practice again today with that ankle injury, so it doesn't look like he will play this weekend. DJ Chark has been designated to return from the IR. Um, He did a little bit in practice yesterday. Meanwhile, Dan Campbell says probably after Thanksgiving sometime is when they'll start the clock for rookie Jamison Williams. The Cardinals also opened the 21-day practice window for wide receiver Hollywood Brown to return from the IR, so there is a possibility that he could play on Monday night. Um, So check your waivers in case he was dropped because he was definitely available in the League of Champions until I picked him up. (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's the perks of, you know, doing these injury reports. You get get first look. (laughs) Yeah. No wonder. Um, getting some conflicting reports on whether or not Ravens tight end Mark Andrews actually practiced yesterday. Um, it was the team's first full, full practice since the bye. Some reports are saying no, but then other reports came out and said he was limited in practice. But good news for Baltimore is that Gus Edwards did return to practice after missing the last game. Um, for the Broncos, KJ Hamler expected to miss a few weeks with a hamstring injury while Jerry Judy is considered day-to-day along with Kendall Hinton. Bears injury report, tight end Cole Komet ha- is dealing with some thigh injury. He did not practice, but um, he's not. it's not expected to be anything that prevents him from playing this week. David Montgomery um, did not practice yesterday due to personal reasons that he should be good to go. Raiders' Devontae Adams was limited at practice yesterday with an abdomen injury, something to monitor as the week goes on. Ezekiel Mm -hmm. Elliott returned to limited practice for the Cowboys. You know, McCarthy saying that Zeke is looking good, looking good for him to play this Sunday. Justin Jefferson limited um, with a toe injury yesterday for the Vikings, but reported to be not a great deal of concern, so he should be good to go on Sunday. For the Commanders, J.D. McKissick still not practicing with that neck injury. Curtis Samuel with a shin injury has been, was limited at practice. Meanwhile, Antonio Gibson, who was dealing with an injury practice in full. Sean McVay said that quarterback John Wolford did not practice because his neck was stiff um, from some of the hits he took on Sunday. Luckily for the Rams, I guess, Matthew Stafford, who missed last week's game um, while he was in concussion protocol, was a full practice participant in the practice so he's on track to play on Sunday Josh Allen was limited at practice yesterday and today he's still dealing with that elbow issue Uh, the Bills also had a number of players missing from practice yesterday due to illness they actually had to adjust their practice because they didn't have enough players available to practice yeah Hmm. (laughs) kind of um, kind of concerning I mean, I don't know. The last time a team had a mysterious illness outbreak this year was the Raiders, who immediately got shut out by the Saints. <laughs> um, that we, I don't think that's going to happen with the Bills, but you know, still something to monitor. Okay. 
Um, both yesterday and today, Juju Smith-Schuster is still progressing through that concussion protocol, did not practice. Michael Hardman did not practice due to Ill- illness to his abdomen. Um, MVS did not practice due to illness yesterday, but is back in full practice today. Uh, Devontae Smith limited practice yesterday due to a knee injury. Uh, Brandon Staley says isn't sh- he isn't sure if Keenan Allen and Mike Williams will play on Sunday. and He won't know until Friday, which is tomorrow, but both had limited practice yesterday along with Gerald Everett. Um, and then it's that time of year for him. You know, reports are saying that Kyler Murray could miss another week or so. I I feel like the team really got guilted into taking that no video game clause out of its contract. <laughs> uh, but all jokes aside, like the timing is just kind of uncanny. Uh, he's dealing with a hamstring injury right now is considered day to day. Meanwhile, Colt McCoy is also apparently dealing with a minor injury as well. So we will have to see. Luckily they have a few extra days since they play on Monday. <laughs> And then wide receiver Romeo Dobbs dealing with an ankle injury is out for the Titans game tonight while Randall Cobb is set to return after four and a half weeks um, following a high ankle sprain. He will be activated and should play tonight. Um, quarterback news. Saints are sticking with Andy Dalton as their starter. They said that James Winston still isn't 100%. And Ron Rivera has said that the commanders are starting Taylor Heineke this week, oh, even though right. Carson Wentz was cleared yesterday to start throwing. That's good news. At least something there. Cool. <laughs> All right. So we'll go into week 11 right away. We got on the bye with Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars. Miami Dolphins, Seattle Seahawks, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that means no Tua, Tyreek, Waddle, Jeff Wilson, Mostert, Gino, Ken Walker, Brady, and many more. So, yeah, it's a significant uh, bye week. So, yes. Run to it. Um, okay, so first up tonight, we have Titans versus Packers. The Packers are the favorites. It's a three point spread over under 41. You know, for the Titans, obviously, Derrick Henry is a must-start. This team runs through him. He is the – he's been a running back one five out of nine weeks this season, and he gets a really good matchup against the Packers, who are 26 against the run. And then I'm not really sure you want any part of the rest of this offense. Uh, Robert Woods, he's going to draw coverage from Jair Alexander, and he's not really talented enough, I don't think, to shake him off. Traylon Burks in his return did go three out of six for 24, but he only played 56% of snaps, which is similar to his workload pre-injury. Um, I think the team does want to get him more involved, but he is getting Russell Douglas, who rates at 71.7 in coverage. So I would hold and see if you have him. Mm-hmm. But for the Packers, you know, Aaron Rodgers finally looked like Aaron Rodgers again last week. He gets a good chance to be a quarterback one on the week with the Titans giving up the fifth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Aaron Jones looks good to go and is a start. A.J. Dillon still irrelevant as they use him as a handcuff and more for blocking. Um, Alan Lazard is a start. He led the team in routes run and played 90% of snaps. 
Christian Watson has been reported to be a major part of the Packers' offensive game plan moving forward. You know, he became just the sixth rookie in the past 20 seasons with 100 receiving yards and three receiving touchdowns in the game. And like we said on Tuesday, with opposing defenses kind of keying in on Lazard, he's definitely going to get the opportunities. The Titans secondary is not scary at all. So this is a great matchup for both wideouts. Are you taking the Titans or the Packers? Um, this is a very difficult game. Uh, these Thursday games are so hard to gauge. Uh, but it's on Lambeau. It's cold. Uh, the Packers might be a little fired up after the win. So maybe they keep the pace and take down the Titans. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I hope they keep the momentum <laughs> going. <laughs> All right, moving into Sunday games. We First up, we have Bears-Falcons. So the Falcons are actually the favorites. Uh, it's a three-point spread over under 49. I feel like that's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> that's so wrong. I feel like it's flipped, but yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Um, for the Bears, we already know that Justin Fields is legit, so he is a start. David Montgomery is a start, you know, with Khalil Herbert out for a while. Monty becomes a high-end running back, too, behind fields. Um, Darnell Mooney didn't see very much usage last week, but he caught all four for 57. He's the second most targeted player on this team. Should be fine against the Falcons, who are giving up an average of 28 points per game to receivers. I feel like the Bears are still trying to figure out how to use Chase Claypool. So he's a flex if you need, but you can probably find a better wide receiver too out there who will get more volume than him. Then Cole Komet, um, he doesn't really get the volume that Kelsey and Andrews gets, but he's been getting top quality red zone opportunities with the new and improved fields. You know, 13 targets over the past two games, he has scored 20 plus fantasy points in both. He might be due for some regression pretty soon, but I think, you know, he's got the athleticism to make more out of these opportunities than um, some of the other random tight ends out there. So he is definitely a start for me. For the Falcons side of the ball, Mariota is a sit. (laughs) Uh, Cordero Patterson is a start. You know, last week I think was a bit of an anomaly and he should return to his running back one role moving forward. The Bears have a run defense that's one of the worst in the league. I expect this game to be a shootout. And even if Patterson gets all the touchdowns, I uh, also expect Algier to get his share of volume. I think he has solid flex potential this week. Drake London is a flex, and Kyle Pitts is a sit. You know, he is currently on track to be the first tight end ever to finish with over 100 targets and under eight PPR points per game. Uh, the Bears are really tough against the tight end position, and there's just not enough consistency here to be starting him week over week, especially if you are on a team that is in a win-now mode. Nah, that's me, so yeah. He's gone. <laughs> sick and tired. Um, yeah, I know. It's quite, quite disappointing what Arthur Smith has mm. done to him this season, but I, I think the Bears should... I think this is a Bears game for sure. Yeah, it has to be. They have to finally get one game. And I mean, the Falcons, we saw they suck. So I still don't believe they can't believe they beat the 49ers. So I don't, I don't even know this. I, I don't know. But the Bears should take them. Yeah. 
All right, now we have Eagles Colts. The Eagles are the favorites here. It's a seven point spread over under 44. Um, for the Eagles, obviously, Jalen Hurts is a start. I think there's a potential, though. We'll see similar numbers here as last week. Colts defense is pretty decent, and he just lost his number two. Uh, hopefully, AJ Brown is okay. Otherwise, the Eagles offense gets capped substantially, and Hurts will likely have to run more which not necessarily a terrible thing fantasy-wise as long as he doesn't get injured. Um, Miles Sanders is a start. He's been solid throughout the year. A.J. Brown, we know, rolled his ankle on Monday, but everything else he's done this year checks out. He's a start wide receiver one. And Devontae Smith, um, also a start flex. We don't really know the severity of the knee injury he's been dealing with this week, uh, but without Goddard, the Eagles need all the receiving options they can get, so he will likely have more volume. And as we just talked about in the injury report, you don't want any of the backup tight ends on this team. For the Colts, uh, Matt Ryan was once again confirmed as the starting quarterback yesterday, you know, but he's a sit against this Eagle secondary. Uh, Jeff Saturday actually went on the Pat McAfee show um, earlier this week, and he talked about how they've kind of changed up the game plan a little bit this past week, which got them the win. So he talked a lot about how the team specifically planned their um, offense around Jonathan Taylor on Sunday. He really asked the O-line to step up. Jonathan Taylor looked great. He looked like the Jonathan Taylor we've been expecting all season. So I think he's a start running back one on the week. Um, Michael Pittman is a flex with Matt Ryan at the center. And Paris Campbell, he is now averaging roughly 10 targets per game. I think he's also a solid flex play as the Colts will probably trail early and Matt Ryan will have to air it out. And then similar to the Eagles, no tight ends worth rostering in this tight end by committee here. Okay. This should be a get well game for the Eagles after dropping that poo-poo last Monday, right? Yeah, I would expect so. Mm, come on. Come on, Eagles. As, as long as we don't get any more bad... Uh, referee calls oh boy hope not okay <laughs> keep going Ooh, jets all right Patri yeah jets patriots pats are the favorites the three-point spread over their 38 i think not much to talk about fantasy wise mm -hmm. um michael carter is a start he's still holding steady in over 50 percent of snap shares while james robinson is a flex he's seen increase in snap counts but has not done enough to make him a consistent enough start and then with Corey Davis's injury, Garrett Wilson has probably been the most consistent out of the receiving core, as we talked about on Tuesday. Um, he is a flex as well. For the Pats, Ramondre Stevenson is a start. Damian Harris is a flex. Uh, since his injury, he's kind of been the 1B behind Stevenson, whose performance is about a running back two. So I would call him a running back, a low end running back two. Um, and much like the Jets, the only wideout that's shown any consistency is Jacoby Myers. He's had good usage all season and has a decent floor for flex play. I think he'll probably get you like 10 points on average. Yeah, that's, that's his thing, 10 points. Mm -hmm. Well, this is a tough game. Well, both teams are hard to decipher. Uh, I would say because the Patriots are at home, they maybe take down the Jets. Not sure, but not confident, but I'll do that. Yeah, I lean the Patriots as well, but I'm with you there. I'm not super confident in that that pick. It's <laughs> going to be a weird, interesting game. I'm cold. All right. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Commanders playing the Texans. The Commanders oh, are the favorites here. It's a three-point spread over under 40 and a half. 
for the Commanders, Tanner Heineke, although fun to watch, is still a sit. Houston's pass defense is actually somewhat decent, and I don't expect this to be a game where he will have to air it out too much. Uh, both running backs, however, are great starts here. Brian Robinson Jr. has averaged 16.8 rush attempts and scored double-digit fantasy points three times since his return. Um, Antonio Gibson has scored 15 or more fantasy points in three of his last four games. The Texans are giving up the most fantasy points to the running back position, along with an average of 182 yards on the ground. So smash plays, both of those guys. Um, Terry McLaurin is a safe start. You know, we talked about him with Heineke. He's averaging nine targets and 16.5 fantasy points during the past four games. And then Curtis Samuel also continues to be a good flex play when they put him in the slot and with Heineke at center. For the Texans, Damian Pierce is a start. You know, right now he is not even at a 70% snap rate for the season. He'll get his touches no matter who is in the backfield, even if it's, you know, 18 to 20 instead of 20 plus. And I think that's pretty good. Um, if, you know, Benjamin wasn't a threat to James Conner, he's not going to be much of a threat for Damian Pierce, who I think is far more talented. Um, they'll probably use him more to give Pierce a breather. So I th- I'd say he's a sit for now and just watch this first game and see how it shakes out. But the Amanders defense has been pretty generous to opposing wideouts. Um, unfortunately, Brandon Cook seems to be in the doghouse based on this last game. I would say he's a flex at best. I like Nico Collins a little bit better. He's been getting more usage in his offense and seems to have a really, really good connection with David Mills. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think this should be a commander's win. I mean, if you took down like the mighty Eagles, you should be able to take down the Texans. Come on. I want to see how many games the commanders have to win with Heineke at center for him to be named the starter and having Carson Wentz <laughs> as the backup. Well, hopefully this is one more in his notch. Well, Carson Wentz is just not the guy, you know? Like, I feel like normally when you have a team that has, like, the guy, like, the backup is, like, not that good. So when the guy goes down, you're like, oh, shit. Like, what do we do? But, like, I think he's decent. Yeah, there's rumors that Carson Wentz ropes people the wrong way. Makes them yeah. go to their Bible studies. If they don't go, they don't get to. They don't get. Well, I don't know. There's all this religious narrative going behind it, so it's pretty funny. But yeah, I think he's bad boy. So yeah, they like him. All right, another somewhat fantasy irrelevant game because we got Rams Saints. The Saints are the favorites. It's a three and a half point spread over under thirty nine. Um, for the Rams, I really don't oh, know God. if there's anyone you want to start nothing. with. This- yeah, in this offense anymore. Uh, Daryl Henderson, maybe if you really need a flex, uh, but he, for whatever reason, is still splitting the carries with Cam Akers, who, might I add, has the fewest yards per touch this season. Uh, if we're looking at a minimum of 50 touches, he's averaging three yards per touch, which is terrible. Um, Kyron Williams, obviously, they think he's the guy. He passed the eye test, but I think we need to see his role increase more in this offense and to, for this offense to like actually pull together. Otherwise, they're not going to be running the ball. I guess Tyler Higby is a start. Like He will probably take the most of the target shares that would have gone to Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. 
for these Saints, Alvin Kamara is a start. Um, Chris Olave is a start wide receiver to flex. He's had the most receptions by a rookie this season and, you know, has been averaging about 10 points per game. I think that's a decent enough floor. Um, but that, I think that's it for the Saints offense as well. Yeah, it's a boring game. I don't even know. Yeah. Saints, because they're home, Rams suck. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, we move into Browns Bills. The Bills are the favorites. It's an A-point spread over under 41 half. So there's been a lot of talks about this huge snowstorm that's set to hit Buffalo. I think what there's been a lot of mixed reports i think it's very sensationalized what the media is reporting um right now it looks like there might be some snow during the actual game but might be clear skies we don't really know the nfl is monitoring the storm and they said they will make a decision late friday if the game needs to be moved elsewhere but we'll, let's just say that there's not a snowstorm and all is fine so browns nick chubbs a start cream hunt low end flex he's in the midst of probably his worst season he's only averaging 3.8 yards per uh attempt i think his career average is like somewhere closer to five um amari cooper uh, in an away game is a sit but Jonathan people's jones is a flex you know in his last six games 40 targets 28 receptions 446 yards an average of 2.36 yards per route run i think week over week performance for him has been pretty consistent he just needs to find an end zone so i think he's a flex play with potential upside if he does make it to the end zone mm-hmm. for the bills josh allen stefan Diggs starts singletary is a start running back two. the bills should cruise to victory so his usage will be a bit lower than what we saw last week gabriel <laughs> davis is a start wide receiver two he continues to be a, the deep threat on this team he gets plenty of red zone usage should be fine and Dawson Knox, he's been disappointing this year. I think he's a tight end two at best without finding the end zone. That's right. That's right. So uh, this would be the Bills game. Uh, home. They're mad. Mm-hmm. They're angry. So, yeah, totally. <laughs> yep. All right. Up next, we got Panthers-Ravens. Uh, Ravens are the favorites here. It's a 13-point spread over oh. under 41. Yeah, crazy. Um, Panthers, as reported, Baker will get the start this week. Steve Wilkes says he would like to give Stam Darnold more snaps in the game before giving him a chance to start, so he'll remain the backup. Uh, Baker is a sit, obviously. Dante Foreman is a start. Chuba Hubbard is a flex, just simply due to lack of volume that he's seeing now. Uh, DJ Moore, as we know, his volume also goes down with Baker at center, so I think he is a flex at best. Not on the other side of the ball uh, for the Ravens, Lamar's best finish since week three has been QB 10. Um, but without Tua, Gino, and Brady this week, I think he finishes inside the top 10. So he's a start. Mm-hmm. Gus Edwards expected to return this week, but I would consider him a flex if needed until we see how he comes back from this injury because we know that he you know, had the ACL, then came back. Now mm-hmm. it's been re-aggravated. I don't really trust him quite yet. Um, Kenyon Drake is a start. Devin Juvenet, who is Lamar's default favorite target, is a good flex option for you. Mark Andrews, if he's good to go, should be a start. And if not, Isaiah likely uh, will be a low-end tight end one if Andrews is out. And it's likely that the Ravens win this game. Easy. Yeah, very, very likely. Because I have likely, I have likely all over. I'm stacking him because I feel that Mark Andrews 
it's not gonna play i don't trust any of the reports coming out then so let's fire this guy up okay lines all right lines giants giants are the favorites it's a three-point spread over under 45. um you know lions goss performance is really largely based on how their o-line plays as we saw mm -hmm. last week i think it's potential for him to be a streaming quarterback option if the o-line plays well but that's a big if the giants are not a super scary matchup however they are giving up the 19 most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks uh jamal williams is a start you know he, since taking over the running back one duties from swift while he was out on injury he's remained the running back one for this team it's a great matchup against the giants who are 24th against the run dan campbell is saying that swift's workload will continue to increase this week you know his usage in three games since returning 34 percent of snaps 7.3 touches per game 14 percent target share six red zone opportunities I think the target share and red zone usage is actually encouraging. The snap counts did go up last week, so I would say he's a uh, start RB2 with upside. And then Amaron St. Brown obviously is a start as the core receiving or the, the main receiver for this team. For the Giants, Daniel Jones could be a good streaming option. Obviously, Lions have given up the 23rd most points to opposing uh, fantasy quarterbacks. Saquon, explosive, one of the only true workhorse backs left, must start. Uh, Darius Slayton seems to be leading this receiving core. I think he's a star. And then Wandale Robinson, you know, he's not really been the playmaker we had hoped, but the Lions giving up seventh most points to the wide receiver position. He is a good flex option here as well. I think this, again, Giants playing at home, Lions not looking too scary giants no giants take the lions and close I'm take the lions on this one. oh yeah we got a hero pick here all right <laughs> nice we got a face off all right let's see what happens in this guy because yeah we have a little heart for the lions still uh, all yep. right oh the next game oh my gosh yeah raiders broncos the broncos are the favorites surprise <laughs> um three point spread over under 41 and a half uh for the raiders i think josh jacobs is a start you know in the week four win against denver jacobs ran for 144 on 28 carries and had two rushing touchdowns Devonte adams is a start foster moreau potential streaming tight end now that they don't have darren waller uh for the broncos i guess you can flex melvin gordon just due to owning 40 54 of the snap rates to latavius murray's 31 and chase edmonds 15. um sutton is a flex at best judy who suffered a mild ankle injury last week is a sit and then greg dulcich you know still tied on two with upside with the raiders giving up the fifth most points to the tight end position this season he just needs to find that end zone yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Uh, I, I honestly it, don't know either. I feel like I guess the Broncos. Who do you <laughs> who do you feel better than for, for them to win? Since it's more about you know better story to tell. Who do you dislike the less? Maybe. Want, <laughs> I feel like it's hard. I feel like I would rather. I guess I'd rather the Raiders win. I don't. I don't know. 
<laughs> this is like the toilet bowl. Of like I don't know, it's like it's so fun. Yeah, gonna be, I'm gonna actually be watching this game because it's gonna be fun so bad. So uh, I oh yeah, say I still have a little bit of heart for Russell Wilson more than Josh McDaniel. So I'll go for Russell Wilson. All right. Um, next up, we have Cowboys Vikings. Oh. This should be a fun game. Um, Cowboys are the favorites. It's a one and a half point spread over under forty seven and a half. Um, for the Cowboys, you can pretty much start this, the core of this offense. You know, Jack, Tony Pollard, Zeke if he's playing, Ceedee Lamb, Dalton Schultz. Mm-hmm. Um, same for the Vikings. Kirk Thuggins is a start. He's been the QB one conversation nearly every week this season, and the Vikings, like dare I say, they're they're good now. They're not yeah. just average. They're actually good. Well, they have only one defeat. <laughs> Dalvin Cook is a start. Uh, Dallas defense has been great, but I don't think there's any concern about starting Justin Jefferson. He's currently on pace for NFL's first 2,000-yard receiving Ooh. season. He's only 88 yards behind Tyreek, who's played one more game than him. So, uh, Thielen is a flex as a wide receiver two behind Jefferson, and then TJ Hawkinson is the start. Um, I want to take the Vikings on this. It's a great game. It's a great game. Cowboys, yeah, still going up north. They don't fare well in the north. Uh, yeah, Vikings. Let's do Vikings. Uh, but it's going to be a fun game uh, for sure. Lots of points. Um, yeah. All right. Next up, we have Bengals Steelers. So this was originally supposed to be the Sunday night game, um, but it got flexed out in favor of the Chiefs Chargers game. The Bengals are currently the favorites. It's a three and a half point spread over under. 41. So the Bengals, you can start this entire offense basically. Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Higgins, Boyd, Hurst are all starts. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Steelers, you know, I've been shitting on Najee all season, but last week was the best. He's probably looked all year. Um, a lot more explosive. He hit the holes needed and would have had a bigger game with the red zone opportunities that just didn't convert thanks to a 20 yarder that was just slightly out of reach and his quarterback mm-hmm. Moultrie too. Um, Cincinnati is kind of middle of the pack against running back. So I think you can start him. Um, oh, I would cool. expect running back to production with upside if he does find the end zone. Jalen Warren is a flex with his increasing usage, including his usage in the passing game. Deontay Johnson and George Pickens are also both flex plays as the Steelers will likely be playing from behind. And then Pat Fryermuth, we know that he is a start. He's got a reliable floor. He is, you know, one of the top tight ends on the season, even missing some time due to injury. I think the Steelers are going to win this game. <laughs> I'm, Do I'm doing my reverse jinx. Of course, I'm reverse jinxing everything, but that's all. I just want to jinx the Steelers. All right. I'm going to take the Bengals. <laughs> Everyone knows I'm joking, but yeah. You never know. It's a big rivalry. Uh, they always hit hard, and it doesn't matter who's playing. If you're crappy or not, those games get nasty. So you never know. That's for sure. This is true. <laughs> but, all right so now we have chiefs chargers is the new sunday night football game the chiefs are the five and a half point favorites here it's over under of 50 you know we've seen this afc west showdown before in week two it was the thursday night football matchup where justin herbert finished that game with a broken rib 
the chiefs barely yeah, we pulled were through. Mm-hmm. We we're there. Um, mm-hmm. The body slam on Kelsey. Crazy, crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, I think overall, these teams look much, much different now than they did back in week two. Because if you remember, I remember watching this game. And it was not the best game for the Chiefs. Like, they, they pulled it out in the end, but they just weren't playing well together. The offense looked like it was moving slow. Not Mahomes' best game either until the end there. And, you know, the Chargers are also in a much different place right now than they were in week two. They've been absolutely decimated by injuries. So I think this, this is going to be an interesting one for sure. Um, for the Chiefs side, Mahomes and Kelsey are, of course, your starts. Uh, the running back room. So Andy Reid said that they are going to continue the running back by committee approach. They are working through trying to get Clyde Edwards-Alaire touches as well after he played just four snaps on Sunday. Andy Reid said that it was just the circumstances of the game and not a strategy change. But now uh, – Offensive coordinator Eric Benamy on CEH's lack of opportunities. He says, you know, he's still part of the team. We're not going to put him to the side. We just need him to get back out there and show us what uh, he can do. And, you know, in week two, he had a big role in this game. Mm-hmm. Eight carries for 74, caught all four um, targets for 44. But at that time, neither Pacheco or McKinnon were heavily featured in this offense. And I mean, based on last week, it's pretty clear that Pacheco has taken on the lead back role for this team. The beat reporters have pretty much confirmed that he will be the starting back in this game. The Chargers defense is a great matchup. They are 30th against the run. And honestly, if I had to choose, I'd rather flex start Pacheco or McKinnon, who gets a lot of work in the past uh, pass catching game, rather than CEH. So mm-hmm. I would consider those to uh, running back two and flexes, respectively. Now, the receiving core is tricky here once again, now that Juju is in the concussion protocol. He probably won't play this week. Um, Everyone else seems to be sick or dealing with something outside of Kadarius. Tony, I think without Juju and Michael Hardman, um, MVX is probably a flex play. Kadarius Tony is definitely worth a flex. We finally saw him play on Sunday. He showed up big, 90 total yards and a touchdown on six touches. So expect uh, a big role for him in this game as well. Yep. For the Chargers side of the ball, Justin Herbert, you know, he's still super talented, but he's obviously hurting without his weapons fantasy-wise. I would consider him a quarterback, too, on the week with upside. Um, Austin Eckler, clearly a start. Now, Mike Williams has a pretty good chance to play this week. And like we said in uh, in week two, Mike Williams has historically been really good against Kansas City. I don't know what it is about Kansas City, but he he is their kryptonite, I guess. Week two, he was uh, he caught eight for 113 and a touchdown last year. You know, he had three catches for 49, seven catches for 122 and two touchdowns, and six catches for 108 and one touchdown. So... If he's in full practice at some point this week, I think he's a start in your lineup. A start wide receiver two, fringe wide receiver one. Keenan Allen, um, if he plays, he can be started as well, kind of in that same position as Mike Williams, wide receiver two, fringe wide receiver one. While Joshua Palmer, I feel like, is very hit or miss this week, depending on whether or not Keenan and Mike Williams ends up playing. And then Gerald Everett, I think he's still injured, and I would consider him a sit. 
This game, I, I I don't even know why it got flexed. Like the Chargers suck. Uh, yeah, honestly, I was surprised too. Like, I, like we don't really want to see the Steelers in prime time necessarily, no, but really. I feel like this is gonna be a blowout. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but, it should be. The Chargers are dysfunctional. They got no weapons uh, other than. Um, Austin Eckler, so it should be an easy game for the the Chiefs. I, I would take them easily. Yeah, well, same here. All right. Um, okay, then we got Monday Night Football, 49ers versus Cardinals. The Niners are the favorites here. It's an eight-point spread over under 43-and-a-half, and this is our first ever uh, Mexico City game. Mm-hmm. And some of the – most interesting conversations I've been seeing around this game is there's a lot of concern about the elevation in Mexico City uh, because it's much much higher uh, than sitting what these teams are used to. Seven thousand five hundred feet, uh, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's pretty funny because there's been a lot of conversations, particularly in the fantasy football community, about how how people are projecting the elevation change will affect these players. I just, I don't know. I, I think that's getting too deep in the weeds of it. It almost yeah. feels like I'm taking it a little bit too seriously. But um, I do know that the 49ers did head over to Denver this week for practice in preparation for the elevation change. So who knows? It does, yeah, it does um, play a little bit, but. Let's. I would be more worried about what they eat. You know, maybe too spicy, too many tacos. Some, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that that's true. Also, yeah, the <laughs> elevation change. I mean, these are professional athletes. Come on, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. All right. So for the 49ers, you know, Jimmy G has looked like and has actually been a quarterback too, pretty much every week this season, and I expect this week to be. Um, more of the same with upside as the Cardinals are allowing an average of 21 points to the last four quarterbacks they faced. Um, and then last week we saw CMC and Elijah Mitchell kind of split the work in terms of the running back room. You know, Mitchell was running up the middle more often. CMC ran outside more. I think both are start worthy in this game. Brandon Ayuk is a start. Um, Debo Samuels is a start, I would say, wide receiver to flex. You know, he's kind of had a rough season. He's not getting a lot of usage. Um, he's He's been dealing with injuries, but I think he should get going pretty soon. And then George Kittle is obviously a start. He's got three straight weeks of tight end one performances. Mm-hmm. And for the Cardinals, I think Kyler Murray, it looks like he should be good to play. Um, we had injury or sorry, uh, practice updates in the last hour as we've been recording. It looks like both Kyler and Colt McCoy are um, at practice today. So he would be a start if he plays. Uh, Otherwise, you're not starting Colt McCoy. The 49ers defense is number one versus the run this season, allowing an average of just 82 yards on the ground. Um, but unfortunately, unless you have a couple other running back ones or twos, you can play over him. I think you are starting James Conner. You know, he plays about 95% of snaps and he performed fine with or without Kyler. 
He's very touchdown dependent for sure, but they give him a lot of usage in the red zone. So I would consider mm. him a low end running back two on the week. DeAndre Hopkins, quarterback proof, and we knew that because he was amazing in Houston with the bums that were throwing to him. So he's definitely a start. Uh, Rondo Moore is interesting because he catches screens to help the Cardinals stay ahead of the sticks on early downs. But what we saw with Colt McCoy is that he's catching fewer screens and then getting downfield more. So I'd say with McCoy, his floor is lower, but his ceiling might be slightly higher than Murray. He is a good flex option either way um and without zach Ertz, i mean i don't even know who the, i think it's the same situation as you know the eagles i don't even know who the backup tight end is so i would say not <laughs> worth the worth the fantasy conversation no no uh are we keeping this one agnostic or is it safe to say that the cardinals suck and the 49ers should not have anything to worry about um, I am going to keep it agnostic. I, okay. you know, I never take bets on my own team. So. Not even like a crappy, crappy, crappy team like the Cardinals. Quarterback nope, probably never. playing Call of Duty right now. He's saying he's hurt, but he's not. I don't know. What are this? Never. Asking? It's bad juju to bet on your Our, own team. <laughs> I'll respect that. We respect Vivian's decision to keep this agnostic. Go NFL, international in Mexico. Just have the fans have fun you know keep spreading the love to the world that's all we care about right no injuries just have fun <laughs> that's what we root for so with that yeah. being said yep let's send this moncast to the oven and get it out asap hopefully i hope google doesn't mess up the thing again and i don't know i wonder what tom brady will do out in his first five weeks as a bachelor since god knows when you have any idea vivian no. <laughs> I have no, but just like him, we are out of here. <laughs>